Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we have more big Titans news and another big signing to break down. And this time, the Titans go outside of their locker room for the first time this offseason to try to bring in some help. So far, they've been focused on just retaining their own players. We saw that bringing back Ryan Tannehill on the long-term deal, bringing back Derrick Henry on the franchise tag, bringing back Dennis Kelly to a nice three-year, $21 million deal. The Titans have been laser-focused on on just retaining their key pieces from last year's team. But we all knew that at some point in time, the Titans would have to go outside of the 2019 locker room and bring in some help to fill some of the biggest holes and the most obvious needs that this team has. And John Robinson and Mike Rabel were able to do that on Tuesday with a signing that not only caught the NFL world off guard, but it caught some of the local reporters for the Titans incredibly off guard as well. So we are going to talk about that signing in our first segment, break everything down on what that means for the Titans, what this player's ability is. So a little bit of a cliffhanger, I usually let you guys know, but you probably already know who the player is, edge rusher Vic Beasley from the Atlanta Falcons, former first round pick. So I'm going to go over all of his information in our first segment. And then we are also going to dive back into the other signings. Today, Ryan Tannehill had a conference call with the Titans media. So did tackle Dennis Kelly. So we are going to give you the highlights from those conference calls. Right now, I'm, I'm not decided as to whether I'll play the audio because the audio is pretty rough. I'll most likely just you know, read the quotes to you guys so you know what they had to say. So in our second segment, we will hear about Ryan Tannehill. And in our third segment, we will hear from Dennis Kelly, the Undertaker, about what their thoughts are on coming back to the Tennessee Titans and finally getting a deal done. So really excited to go over all of this. I love all of the action taking place all over the NFL right now. And I am ready to break it all down with you guys. Let's get it. so far in free agency had retained their quarterback from last season, had retained their running back from last season with a franchise tag, and had retained their offensive tackle from last season. And everyone was waiting to see if the Titans were going to go outside of the organization to try to address some of the needs that this team clearly had coming out of 2019. And one of those clear and obvious needs was the ability on the edge. The Titans needed to add to the production and the talent of the edge rushing group and be able to attack teams more aggressively with just their front four down linemen in the pass rush. They attempted to do that by signing four Former first round pick from the Atlanta Falcons, Vic Beasley, to a one year, nine and a half million dollar deal that could go up to $12 million based on on field incentives. First, let's take a look at this contract. With it only being for one year, the Titans aren't locked into anything abnormal and they'll be able to cut bait with Vic Beasley if things don't go well. This is very similar to what we saw the Titans do with Cameron Wake last year. The difference between Cameron Wake and 
and Vic Beasley is that Beasley is still only 27 years old and Cameron Wake was in his late 30s. Beasley has the ability to rehab his career and repair his image around the NFL in time to get himself a long-term deal next offseason. So this will create an incredible amount of motivation for Beasley to be on his best behavior and also produce as much as possible. He has had great levels of production at certain times in the past in his career. So now that we've looked at the contract, let's take a look at Beasley as a player and what he has accomplished so far. Beasley has played five seasons in the NFL, as I mentioned, after being drafted in the first round by the Atlanta Falcons. Beasley had a fantastic 2016 season where he led the NFL in sacks with 15 and a half and was named to the Pro Bowl and first team All-Pro, which is the much more prestigious honor. Total, he's had 37 and a half sacks in his career, 156 tackles, 36 tackles for loss, and 46 quarterback hits. But if you look at the other years outside of that 2016 highlight season, Beasley has been a tad underwhelming. In 2015, he only had four sacks. Now that was his rookie year. And then in 2017 and 2018, he only had five sacks. So other than that breakout performance in 2016, Beasley has had a little bit of inconsistency. However, last season in 2019 for the Falcons, Beasley did ramp that up with an eight-sack performance, and that's what I want to focus on right now. It's fair to say that pundits and decision makers around the league were down on Beasley due to the inconsistency in his play, but when you consider what the Titans' pass rush unit was able to do last year, it makes all the sense in the world to add a talent like Beasley. Beasley only had eight sacks last season, and as I mentioned, most of the league is proverbially down on him, but eight sacks would have been the second highest total on the Titans behind edge rusher Harold Landry with nine, so clearly Beasley could have helped out this Titans unit with that level of production. Not only can Beasley help in the pass rush, but he's also a pretty decent player when asked to drop back in coverage due to different zone blitz concepts that the Titans very commonly will run. We saw Harold Landry drop into pass coverage a little bit more than I would like to see last year, but that means that that's definitely something that the Titans will ask their outside linebackers and their edge rushers to do, and Beasley does do a decent job there. Now, his struggles do come against the run, but a lot of people around the NFL would consider that an effort issue as Beasley has been rumored to not necessarily be the, the hardest worker or the biggest football, biggest team guy. The Titans have a great environment in their locker room. They also have a ton of leaders on this team that will hold guys accountable. So hopefully being in that sort of environment will inspire Vic Beasley to become the best version of himself. And like Kenny Vaccaro, the Titans may be able to salvage a former first round pick and turn them into the player that they were supposed to be, and possibly Vic Beasley could be the missing piece on the edge that the Titans have been looking for for so long. I still do believe that the Titans will look to address the edge rusher position in the draft to double down, but this is a great start to help the pass rush. As for where the Titans sit right now in terms of cap space and what they need going forward as they continue to get through the free agency period, obviously the projections that we look at are not exact. I've seen it fluctuate by about one to two million depending on the site and the person that you're talking to. But right now it's looking like the Titans have between 18 to 20 million dollars in cap space remaining after the nine and a half million guaranteed that was given to Vic Beasley. Now, 
Will the Titans use all of that money? I severely doubt it. And the reason why is they do have to allocate around five to six million for their rookies. There are also some role players that could be back on this team. When you look at uh, Michael Pruitt, you look at Kamale Correa. Now, this signing of Vic Beasley would kind of lean me to believe that they will not be bringing back Correa and they they will rely on an edge rushing unit of Harold Landry, Vic Beasley, DeAndre Walker, hopefully, rookie from Georgia last year that wasn't able to play, Derek Roberson, Reggie Gilbert. So will the Titans go out and bring back Correa for a more run defender type on the edge where Beasley would be more of the pass rushing type? That remains to be seen. I would imagine that they'll still look to sign a cornerback. you got to think that the Titans are still in the market for one of one of the decent level cornerbacks. If the Titans spend you know, $8 million at the cornerback position, they could still potentially get themselves a very solid slot corner and then go into the NFL draft not absolutely needing a certain position, which will kind of hurt their chances of being able to go Beth best player available, which is the much more intelligent way to build a team is just to always take the most talented player. And what I love about the Titans is they try to fill as many holes as possible in free agency so that it does leave them the flexibility to do whatever they need to do in the draft, like taking a Jeffrey Simmons with the 19th overall pick. So really love this signing. When you compare Beasley to some other edge rushers that I was hoping the Titans would take a look at, Jadavian Clowney, Dante Fowler, some of the franchise tag guys like Ngakwe and Barry. All of those guys would have been over $15 million a year. Marcus Golden even, looking like he might get over $15 million a year. So very, very shrewd for the Titans to go with one of the second tier. If you remember, I broke my edge rushing second tier down to older veterans and younger guys who are still kind of trying to get off the ground after being highly touted at the beginning of their career. And Vic Beasley was one of those guys with Shaq Lawson that I really thought the Titans should take a chance on. And Shaq Lawson got a three-year, $30 million deal. And Vic Beasley, who I consider a better player, who's still only 27 years old, got the one-year $9.5 million. So as I mentioned, a lot of local pundits didn't think this was going to happen. Teron Davenport from ESPN even said, in the beginning of March that the Titans would not be signing Vic Beasley. Paul Kaharski has come out and said that, you know, basically he thought he was a lazy player who didn't try very hard and wasn't motivated. He talked to some people from the Falcons who confirmed that for him and just considered him not the type of guy that the Titans typically would go after. And I would agree with that sentiment, but that just shows that the Titans, I mention this all the time on the show, the Titans need more dogs. And maybe... John Robinson and Mike Vrabel have decided that while Vic Beasley isn't a top-notch character guy at this moment in time in his career, he has all the talent in the world, and if they can teach him and mold him, and like I mentioned earlier, keep him accountable based on the type of locker room that the Titans have, then they could have got a diamond in a rough and a star just waiting to break out again like they did with Kenny Vaccaro. So a lot of comparisons there. Shout out to Partysaurus Rex on Twitter, my guy, for making that comparison originally. I really love that. So really love this Vic Beasley signing. It is low risk, it is high reward, and it is a guy with immense talent who the Titans can hopefully change his habits with their culture. But we are going to move forward to talking about the conference calls that took place today with the Titans' most recent signings. First, we have quarterback Ryan Tannehill, and after that, we will hear from offensive tackle Dennis Kelly. 
If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On is a great way for your local business to reach passionate fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants a way to connect with Titans fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get a team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit at LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Let's hear what newly signed franchise quarterback Ryan Tannehill had to say after he finally got a long-term extension done with the Tennessee Titans. Now, as I mentioned, guys, there is audio of this on TitansOnline.com, but the audio is just really, really bad. And uh, funny, a lot of local pundits like Teron Davenport and Paul Kaharski, who I mentioned earlier in their takes about Vic Beasley, um, they also had a take on this conference call, and for some reason, somebody on the conference call had their television playing in the background. There's somebody is coughing and hacking up a storm during the the conference call as well. Uh, I do just want to say, uh, I know that none of those media members are probably listening to this, but ha- how amateur in Bush League to have your television on in the background during a live conference call with an NFL player. You wouldn't want that to take place at your job on a conference call for somebody to do that. So really mind-boggling that somebody would allow that to happen. And quite frankly, it just makes the audio unable to listen to. It's it's just miserable. So in lieu of our regular Titans talk, where I would play you the actual audio, I'm just going to read you some of the key quotes that I got here from Ryan Tannehill and give my thoughts on those. So we will start... At the beginning, Tannehill kind of talks about everything that's taken place for him in the past year. I mean, he signed that big-time contract literally a year to the day that he was traded from the Dolphins to the Titans. And going from being a face of the franchise, first-round pick, starting quarterback for the Dolphins, tearing his ACL, basically getting booted out of town for... uh, fourth round draft pick. The Dolphins paid some of the salary for the Titans because they were so ready to get rid of Tannehill. Coming in as a backup, taking over at two and four. I mean, you guys know the whole story. Just absolutely insane what he's gone through. And this is what he had to say about that quote. It's pretty crazy how things have changed in the past year. I've been through a lot of ups and downs in the past year. A lot of emotions, a lot of hard times, and a lot of good times. Just being able to get the deal done was a huge relief. I wanted to be back in Tennessee. I think we started something special there last year, and I have a lot of unfinished business. It's a great organization, a great coaching staff, an incredible locker room that I have a lot of confidence in. Players I love playing with, and I'm excited to be back. I wanted to be back, and I'm so happy we were able to make it happen. 
end quote. So that gives you everything you need to know about Ryan Tannehill and how he feels about Tennessee. He loves the guys. He loves the organization, loves the coaches, and loves the situation. We are looking at the potential here that Tannehill didn't really ever test the market and that it was pretty much Tennessee or bust for him. And he mentions that later on in the conference call, but we will continue to move forward through his quotes here. And of course, the biggest thing that was surrounding the Titans for most of the offseason was their... I guess, ghost pursuit of Tom Brady. And it appears that the Titans never really pushed too hard for Brady. But of course, Tannehill heard a lot of those rumors. And this is what he had to say about that. Quote, I try not to buy into it or read and keep up. Obviously, I did hear that, see that. But at the same time, I just tried to... Take a step back and trust in God. He had a plan that everything was going to work out the way it should be. I prayed that he was going to guide me along the way and give me a clear head to make decisions along the way. Now, end quote. I I don't get into religion or politics often on the show, but obviously Tannehill is a man of faith and anything that you can use to get you through hard times or to clear your focus and clear your vision when you're making tough decisions for your life. And think this is, you guys can relate to that. You're thinking about changing jobs, you are looking at buying a house or buying a car, you have to make a tough decision with regards to where you want to take your family, do with your family, what position you're going to put your family in. We've all been there and during those times it can be stressful and it can be very difficult to think with a clear head. So anything that can help Tannehill do that, I hope that obviously he relies on that and it carries him through. But he continued to talk about his free agency and this is what I mentioned earlier. It appears that it was Tennessee or bust and now we know that all those Tom Brady rumors and all the rumors of Tannehill looking elsewhere it was just simply media posturing and media created because this is what Tannehill had to say quote I wanted to be back if possible I didn't really feel like I needed to test the market at this point in my career I want to win and I believe that this organization and this team and this coaching staff It's a relief to get the contract done and know where I'll be and know we can start working on putting the work in to be great this year. The guys we need to win are in the locker room. We're going to add a couple more pieces in the next couple of months, and I have a lot of confidence in John and Coach Rabel and the other guys that are evaluating to put together a full roster of guys who love football and want to win. And I have a lot of confidence in what we started last year, but I think we have a lot of work to do. That right there is... End quote, of course, sorry, end quote. That is the most pivotal quote to me. Look at what he says here. I didn't really feel like I needed to test the market. At this point in my career, I want to win, and I believe in this organization, in this team, in this coaching staff. Guys, when you think about players and you're like, hey, do they just want money or do they want to win? To me, this tells me that Ryan Tannehill knows he could have got a better deal with more money on the open market, but he wanted to be in Tennessee. There is, I think the biggest takeaway for me here is there is something special about this Titans organization right now, about Miss Amy, about John Robinson, Mike Vrabel and his coaching staff, the players in the locker room. There's a oneness. There's everybody pulling in the same direction, it feels. It really feels like everybody is on the same page in the building, and Tannehill could feel that in just one year with this team, and Dennis Kelly will echo those same sentiments when we talk about his press conference, but that gives you just an incredible amount of optimism for this group going forward. The last thing that he said there 
I really love as well. I have a lot of confidence in John and Coach Rabel and the other guys that are evaluating to put together a full roster of guys who love football and want to win. Loving what you do is so important at this level. A lot of guys want to be football players, but don't want to play football, if that makes sense. A lot of guys just love the lifestyle that comes with being a professional athlete and don't necessarily have the burning passion for the game in their bones. The Titans have a ton of of guys in a locker room full of guys who do, and Ryan Tannehill is one of those as well, and the perfect guy to lead them. So just really exciting to hear these things from Ryan Tannehill and hear these things that not only are Titans players saying about the team, but the outside voices are saying about this Titans team. There's something special here in Tennessee, and I'm ready for the 2020 season to kick off right now. But obviously, we have a time to go before we get there. But I want to leave you guys with this last quote from Ryan Tannehill. I encourage you to check out the entire conference call. It's 19 minutes long. He has a lot to say. But he left us with this. And I really like this last quote that he gave talking about, you know, John Robinson after they were able to get the deal worked out and how he feels even better about things now. Quote, he confirmed his confidence in me and his excitement to have me back. And that just truly solidified how I already felt about being back. I am really, really excited about being back and his confidence in me moving forward. So, J-Rob the GOAT, guys. That's that's what I've been saying since 2016. He came in. He's changed this team with, you know, Miss Amy, giving him the ability to do so. Think about what a, a limb Robinson went out on firing Mike Malarkey after a playoff win for the first time in a decade to replace that coach there takes some kind of onions and John Robinson throughout every step of the way he's had misses he's not the perfect general manager but you have to say at this moment in time he's a top 10 top 5 general manager at minimum and he continues to impress speaking of impressing let's talk about this Tannehill deal one the Tannehill deal what is he a pickle one more time about this Tannehill deal it gets better and better it's the deal that keeps on giving Tom Brady is going to get 30 million dollars a year and reportedly headed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I'm going to talk more about that tomorrow when we have a general NFL conversation in one of our segments also look at Kirk Cousins extension look at Dak Prescott's franchise tag all the other guys I mean, Phillip Rivers is about to get $25 million a season from the Colts. That's less than what the Titans are paying Tannehill this season with a $22.5 million cap hit. So right now, just based on this season alone, Tannehill is like the 10th, 11th paid quarterback in the NFL. It's absolutely miraculous. And when you look at some of these quotes, it makes sense why that was able to happen. Ryan Tannehill wanted to be here, and it appears based on his quotes and based on the market that we're seeing that he took a discount to be here, which means he loves this team and he's bought into the system. And the amount of buy-in that we're going to see from these players going into this season after what just happened last year, I mean, the offense is almost completely intact. They all had success, had the most success most of them have ever had in their NFL careers. I mean, this is just setting the Titans up along with some of the stupid moves that the other AFC South teams are making, not the Colts, but the Jags and the Texans. I mean, I could not be more excited for this upcoming Tennessee Titans season, and these quotes really helped me get there even further. So we are going to jump into talking about offensive tackle Dennis Kelly, talk about some of the quotes that he had to say and give you the highlights from his press conference today. 
When we were prepping for free agency and talking about the tackle position, it was obvious that the Titans would most likely look into the draft to get a young tackle to bring in, but it was also likely that if they did that, that they were going to bring back Dennis Kelly to be a pseudo starter and compete with that rookie because relying on rookies when you're in the Titans position right now with the team that they have is just not a great idea. And that's why I love the Vic Beasley signing too. You can't rely on a rookie edge rusher to come in and give you what you need. You got to get a veteran who's done it before. Same thing with the tackle position. Dennis Kelly has done it before. And I know that he was much maligned last year when he was starting at left tackle for Taylor Lewan. But, you know, dealing with all the responsibilities of a left tackle and the type of athletic edge rushers that are typically on that side, it makes sense. And honestly, Kelly hadn't played around, you know, Roger Saffold at all. Kelly had spent most of his career playing on the right side, especially in Tennessee. So moving him around all the time, it's totally different when you're playing right tackle and left tackle in the way that you set your feet, the way you drop back, the players that you're going against, the responsibilities, how you shift, all that. So it makes sense that maybe Kelly didn't have a fantastic uh, first four games at left tackle. But if you look at, you know, his performance grades last year, some sites like PFF and things like that, Kelly was fantastic as a pass protector. He just really struggled in the run game. And that's something that with the Titans rushing attack, I expect to get better once he can kind of settle in. But his conference call today started out on a, on a pretty light note. Oh, also before we get into it, one more piece of love. For general manager John Robinson, he traded Doriel Green Beckham for Dennis Kelly. I mean, just absolute ridiculous. Mike Miracles on Twitter said Dennis Kelly just got, you know, a $21 million deal. What kind of deal is Doriel Green Beckham getting? And somebody replied to it and said a plea deal. <laughs> dead. Oh man, just absolutely ridiculous that John Robinson even years ago was making such shrewd moves that continue to pay off for the Titans down the road, having one of the best backup tackles in the NFL for the last few seasons and now having a pretty solid starting right tackle. But as most people know, Dennis Kelly is referred to as the undertaker in the locker room, invoking the famous professional wrestler who never seems to be dead. And he is aware of the nickname, obviously, because people will use it in the locker room, and this is what he had to say about being out on the town in Nashville, being maybe not the most well-known player. Quote, there's a couple of different responses that I get when I'm out. I get, why are you so big? You must do something. Being so big, people will always ask if it's basketball if they don't know who I am. Titans fans know me. They say, I love what you do for the team in the city. Good game yesterday. There hasn't been a lot of Undertaker what's up, but there's a handful of wrestling fans that come up and we talk about it a little bit. End quote. So really cool that Dennis Kelly is aware of the nickname and some fans. We need to raise his profile and I would imagine that this deal and his new responsibility with the team will continue to raise his profile in Nashville so that people don't think Dennis Kelly is a basketball player. For me, playing basketball my whole life and watching basketball my whole life, Dennis Kelly doesn't look like a basketball player to me. He looks like a, uh, a wrestling bear. I mean, quite frankly, The Undertaker is a perfect comparison with his long hair and everything like that. So let's get The Undertaker a little bit more Nashvillian known. How about that? Keeping it 
to the actual field, the actual deal. Kelly did answer some other questions about what he expects to do for the Titans coming in. Obviously, being behind Conklin and Taylor Lewan, he didn't really have the opportunity to be viewed as a starter, but if you guys have ever played sports like I have, you want to start and you want to play. That's just, your sports is a competition and the competitor and people will obviously make them want to be out on the field. And this is what Kelly had to say about his role going forward with the Titans. Quote, you get in this game wanting to play, and hopefully everything works out where I can be the starter for a while. Obviously, it was a weird situation with Jack and myself being free agents and Jack having the big news for himself. They were pretty straightforward with me about how everything was going to play out. And they said if it ends up being me who signs, it was going to be my spot. I have been working and I am coming in like I always have been and I am preparing like I am going to be the starter. That's what I am working for and that is what I am going to be Oh, I love that confidence from Dennis Kelly. I mean he has had really good moments of play with the Titans and in the NFL in general and it makes all the sense in the world that having that kind of confidence and once you get your confidence is rewarded with that kind of contract. I mean as people say, as the saying goes money talks. So it's one thing to say you like a guy, but when you pay him, it proves it. And just hearing Kelly talk about how confident he is that he can be the starting right tackle makes me believe that maybe the Titans could avoid picking a tackle super early in the draft, although I still think they need to pick one up in the first three rounds just in case, you know, Kelly struggles on the right side like he did on the left side, even though I expect him to play much better. And he talks about how he'll be able to improve. I mean, he's played right tackle. He's played right guard. He's played left guard. He's even played some tight end, catching passes for the Titans in heavy sets. And moving around the offensive line gives you versatility and lets you, you know, be employable in the NFL because you're so versatile. But it might hinder your ability to get comfortable at one place. And Kelly spoke to that here. He said, quote, I am excited to play in one spot. Because I've never had a true opportunity like that. It's a great opportunity to show what I can do, and I've got one. So that's the end of that quote, and he kind of speaks to that right there. It makes sense that maybe moving around and his versatility helped him keep jobs, but maybe it didn't allow him to really hone his craft at one position. And as we know, the offensive line is the number one position group in football that requires the most chemistry and working together as a unit, being on a string and everybody being on the same page. So having Kelly be playing one spot, be locked in there and let him focus on that, that should help him improve as a player as well. And then finally, he talked about what Tennessee has meant to him and what it did for his football career. And um, I love football so much reading this specific quote right here it it got me emotional brought me back to my days of playing football and probably bring you guys back as well because what he says right now um it's really crazy to look at where he is at this moment in time based on this quote right here we love tennessee kelly said i told gm john robinson during the exit interview not knowing what was going to happen thank you I started to love football again. When I was in Philly during the Chip Kelly era, I started looking at jobs.com to see what I would be interested in because I kind of felt like I might be on the way out. I joke with my wife, I accidentally have an MBA now because of that. I never doubted the Titans' confidence in me, which always has been a nice feeling knowing that they believe in me. And that is like the same exact thing that Tannehill said it 
at the end of his press conferences, the Titans have confidence in me and they believe in me. And when someone really believes in you, life takes a village. You know, it's good to have self-confidence, but no man can be an island. And to have people who believe in you and have people around you who have confidence in you to do your job and to be the best person you can possibly be, it helps you in the times when things are low. And that that quote right there, when I was in Philly during the Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly era, I started to look at jobs.com to see what I would be interested in because I kind of felt like I was on my way out. He also... Uh, in this interview, said that in Tennessee, it, it made him learn to love football again. And now the game of football is not just taking care of somebody financially, but taking care of somebody spiritually as well. This is an amazing game. and my opinion, it's the closest possible bond and the closest thing to like the military and the brotherhood that comes there. I, I don't think it's quite on that level, but you go through the grind and football, it's more damaging to your body than any other sport. It takes the most level of preparation to not only be mentally and talent-wise ready, but to be physically able to endure the pounding. And you go through that with your brothers. And it's so, so difficult to go through something like that if your heart is not in it. And to see Dennis Kelly go from thinking he was on the way out of the NFL, thinking he was going to have to get a regular job, uh, searching on jobs.com, losing his love for the game in general, and to turn that around, come to Tennessee, be a great backup, and now get an opportunity to start with a, a pretty significant contract and love football again, I mean, that tells you everything you need to to know about this Titans organization and this football team and what they can do going forward. It's something bigger than football in that locker room, and to me, that's the biggest takeaway from both of these interviews, all of these quotes, and this Titans team going forward. So we are at the... 33 and a half minute mark. If you guys can't tell, I'm just so excited and so passionate about this football team and the moves they're making. Uh, I, I could scream. I, it's This is just incredible, and I cannot wait to see the moves that continue to take place throughout the week and, and the draft coming up. And man, I love football, and I love the Titans, and I'm glad that you guys do too. So make sure you're locked in with me the rest of the week and the rest of the offseason going into next year. I got a lot of stuff lined up in the pipeline that I'm ready to break out for you guys. Excited to talk about all the draft classes coming up. So subscribe if you're new here, if you're not subscribed to the podcast. If you have friends who list, who love the Titans, who like podcasts, please recommend, review the show. I don't ask a lot from you guys ever. I really don't. I don't I don't expect you guys to do a lot here. Uh, I just appreciate you tuning in, but if you would, review the show on Apple Podcasts. Let me know how I'm doing here. Tell your friends. Share the show. Retweet the show on Twitter. Follow me at TikTok Titans and subscribe if you aren't already on whatever platform you're listening to. I really appreciate it, guys, and I love going through this journey together with you guys. It's not just me here talking to you. We're a community, and I love all of you guys on Twitter and the conversations that we have when these things are going on and about the show. So couldn't be more grateful at this moment in time for football with everything going on. I'm uh, maybe a tad emotional at this time. I've just been enjoying all of the football conversation in the past few days. It just really gets me going, and I'm sure it does for you guys too. But this wraps up this edition of Locked on Titans. Now, tell your smart device to play Locked on Draft Dudes. The draft is coming up, folks. 
The draft is the next big event. I mean, we got tons of free agency left, but the draft is coming quicker than you think. It's going to be here before we know it. So check out that. It's a very informative show, and I think you guys will really like it. But that will do it for me today. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow, of course. As always, I'm your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.